0: Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. And today, my guest is Amy Ward Bremer, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in Newtown and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She's been a teacher for about 17 years. She's been involved with the Alexander Technique for over 20 years. Um, she uh, is also a certified childbirth educator and um, a a doula and she has trained in peer co-counseling and um, is um, working towards this certification in mindfulness-based stress reduction and we're going to talk today she oh and she is also a parent of two daughters one age 15 one age 19 and we're going to talk today about the usefulness of applying Alexander Technique principles uh, for someone who is a parent. Uh, Amy, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Robert. Happy to be here.
0: Uh, Good to have you on the program. So, Amy, um, could you give our listeners just a short description of the Alexander Technique to start?
1: Yes, um, Alexander Technique is a way of learning to move mindfully through life. Uh, It has um, the ability to help us identify ways that we're interfering with um, good use of ourselves, our bodies and um, how we think in activity uh, so that we can reduce unnecessary tension and um, learn to move in ways uh, that are poised and balanced and with less effort. And it's something that people who use their bodies for a living um, are uh, study, you know, folks who are performers, uh, musicians, actors, dancers. And, um, but it's good for all of us um, to become more aware of what we're actually doing as we're moving and doing activities. So um, it's a way of learning. It's not really a therapy, but it has therapeutic effects and um it's just a um wonderful way to restore freedom and, and ease in your life
0: so from from my own experience of uh parenting uh there are plenty of times when that process can take you off balance <laughs> and uh i uh, i i have myself uh i think i've done a better job by virtue of having uh, Alexander training but maybe you could talk a little bit then specifically about how this process which is normally associated with performers or people with back pain or stiff shoulders that kinda thing how it would um, be particularly useful for parents
1: well, there are a lot of um, ways that it helps, and there are some that are more um, in terms of parenting communication where it's applied, but um, initially, I think parents, especially mothers, um, which is what I'm more used to working with, um, would really find Alexander Technique helpful um, because it is a lot of physical work to raise a child. Um from being pregnant, through the um, process of labor, and then, you know, nursing your newborn in the early, uh, weeks and months of parenting and the lack of sleep that comes with that first year or six months or so of having an infant and then sort of all the way through the stages of growth but the the initial few years are physically really demanding on people and there's a lot of bending and stooping and lifting and carrying and if you think about it um, it's athletic <laughs> really yeah, absolutely. just every yeah. day yeah. Uh, the physicality uh, that you have to put into caring, physically caring for your child. So in those ways, I think Alexander Technique is essential and really helpful, just as it would be for a marathon runner or, uh, you know, classically trained opera singer or ballet dancer. It's physically quite demanding. So Mm -hmm. from that standpoint, um, Alexander Technique shows you how to move efficiently and uh, um, and sort of. Move in a way that is um, specific to what's going on in the present moment, and so then that's the other side of the parenting coin. I would say where Alexander technique has been very helpful for me. Um, in uh, Alexander technique, teaches you to um, become more aware in the present moment, mostly by slowing down, stopping, and noticing, um, and then making a fresh choice at any. Moment, And so, you know, as a parent, you know, your children, as you said in the beginning, it could throw you off balance. And I think that's actually the beauty of um, having children is they do um, challenge you in a way that um, where you need to be uh, very present with them and not um, trying to. Well, maybe not it's reactive. Words. Not, not so reactive. Not so, so
0: reactive, true. yeah.
1: Yeah, so um, they certainly can push our buttons. As It's it's an intimate relationship, so anytime you have an intimate relationship, as you might with your spouse, your children are going to be able to get to you in ways that strangers can't, in, in a sense. And so Alexander Technique helps uh, when you want to react to your child throwing a tantrum, for instance, in the mm-hmm. grocery store, which they, they always pick public places for that sort of behavior, I've noticed. Um it's, uh, it can add a lot of tension to your body. And so Alexander Technique, for me, has been a way to stop before I react. I cannot say that I've been able to do it 100% of the time, no. <laughs> but it certainly gives you an option to stop before you react in a negative or harmful way um, or just in an automatic way where you're not really there and available for your child.
0: Right, right. And maybe you could return for a moment to the question of pregnancy and childbirth. Uh, certainly, uh, pregnancy uh, poses huge uh, balance issues for for women in the sense that suddenly their weight distribution has shifted. Yeah. And um, what I've seen uh, from my work with with pregnant women which is not extensive but I have uh several times is a great tendency to uh, arch the lower back yeah and kind of pull, uh as a strategy for dealing with this ex- un- unexpected or unused to um weight in front and of course I think it's pretty common for pregnant women to end up with back pain at some point because of that.
1: At a minimum, yeah. Well, um, not? Yeah. yeah, exactly. There, there are a lot of strains on the body during pregnancy um, and that is probably the most common response to that growing uterus, that huge belly that we end up with as pregnancy uh, comes to sort of the last trimester where you're really large. Um, mm-hmm. But throughout pregnancy, there's a couple of things going on. I mean, first of all, uh, yeah, it's a challenge, but again, it's actually an opportunity to notice um, and be able to go with the constant changes. So it, the thing with pregnancy is just as you get used to one stage of development, it, it starts to change again. And um, so you kind of are always shifting your weight. Um, but the the weight in front really does put a strain on the lower back, and so... Um, there is, you know, that issue to deal with, and um, complicated by the fact that the hormones of labor soften um, the tendons and ligaments in the body, right? right. Which is yeah. a good thing when it comes time to give birth, but it means that every supporting structure is really stretchy, and the muscles end up doing the work for, you know, those supporting structures that are all stretched out, and that makes people pretty tired and achy. And can actually um, lead to some dysfunction, even in the spine and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's uh, Alexander technique is definitely um, ha- helpful for women in helping them negotiate that shifting center of gravity in the body.
0: And, and maybe, maybe it would be useful for our listeners if you uh, said a word or two about how the technique does that.
1: Well, um, there's a couple of uh, ways that uh, a teacher could show a, a pregnant woman how to regain that balance and one is i um, looking at how the head weight is balanced at the top of the spine so although all the activity and the action is about you know the lower part of the body and the shift of the pelvis and the you know weight on the back um, freeing the other end of the spine which is really the hallmark of Alexander's work one of his great discoveries was that when the head weight is properly balanced uh... at the top of the spine much else in the body will automatically reorganize itself and so in pregnancy to um, be letting the upper body find that poison freedom I have found often then helps a woman find that grounding at the other end um... where legs and feet then um... shift a little bit how they're supporting the pelvis um, so there is that um... classic alexander freeing the neck to find that head balance that makes a huge difference. Uh, And
0: and that's something, just to interrupt for a second, that's (laughs) something that a student of the technique can learn to do for themselves. Absolutely. And so they can, it's not just that you would come to an Alexander teacher and uh, he or she would show you a better way to be in balance at that moment. But of course, a week later, everything has changed. Uh-huh. Um, you actually can develop the skills to adapt to whatever comes down the, the pike at you, really.
1: Yes, and actually that's the experience in the lesson is is showing yourself, in a sense, guided by the teacher, but showing yourself how you can bend and reach for something. For example, um, difficult to um, negotiate that with a huge pregnant belly but um, also I work a lot and uh, I know many Alexander teachers who work with pregnant women work a lot with them on squatting and learning to uh, prepare for labor in that way and there's a real specific procedure in Alexander technique called the monkey or monkey um, bending and so that actually is something that's very specifically helpful for women um and so the the lesson becomes for the student oh i see a, a different way to do it and i can feel immediately the the release in my lower back when i move this way rather than that way and then they take that home and then when they're bending over to pick up the laundry basket ah yes i can you know i can do it differently now
0: right exactly and and then, as you said that that ability can carry right over into uh uh childbirth itself right
1: Yes. Um, And then that's really, um, you know, from my own experience, uh, I was saying this before we uh, when we were chatting earlier that I I'm lucky enough that when I was pregnant for the first time, I'd been studying Alexander technique. I've been taking pretty regular lessons for about three years. So when I was in labor, it was a lot more automatic for me to apply Alexander technique although i have to say that i don't really recall consciously thinking i'm going to think my alexander directions now or when i was in labor i was real busy being in labor mm-hmm. but um i was able to um, find a way to um not react with excess tension to a, a labor contraction for example so It's sort of hard to directly teach someone how to use Alexander as childbirth preparation. But I have found that the students that have come to me in pregnancy have kind of automatically um, during labor found, oh, I, I, I remembered how we were on all you know all fours during a lesson, for example, being mm-hmm. on their, their hands mm-hmm. and knees, and I found myself wanting to be in that position during labor. So it was it wasn't so much that um, you know it's it's pretty hard during a contraction to do anything other than just have that contraction. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would, I but would indirectly, I, I think that uh, taking Alexander lessons um, sets people up for um, intuitively going into positions that are more comfortable and more supportive, and not um, fighting with the labor as much right. so i think in that sense it's very helpful as a preparation for labor and and certainly useful mm-hmm.
0: um, and, i don't know how
1: free my neck was though <laughs> well probably
0: freer than it would have been that, that would be my guess If that you, would be my guess if if you about, yeah. <laughs> yeah well i'm returning now to parenting and um even into teenage, the teenage years uh, um, I, or, or earlier as well. I would think that, you um, know, it's been my experience a bit, although I don't know, I, I got pretty reactive at times, but um, one of the things that you do uh, start to learn when you take Alexander lessons is that um, the way you organize yourself Physically and mentally, uh, does get picked up by people around you, and certainly by children who are around you. And um, so, to a certain extent, if you're really applying this well, and this is not going to be a perfect, not going to work perfectly every time, but if you can, if you can genuinely remain calm. In the in the face of uh, a little onslaught, for, onslaught from one of your kids, um, to some extent, it diffuses their their stuff, you know, and I think that's a pretty useful thing in terms of bringing up kids.
1: Yes, I actually, um, I've I've found that to be the case, and I think that. Um, I've learned more from my children about applying the Alexander Technique than any other situation in life, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, yeah. uh, in the sense that, uh, as you said, um, the daily little onslaughts, and sometimes they're bigger than others, and, you know, we're not perfect parents, but we're good enough, right? But, but mm-hmm. the, within that good enough, um, remaining as calm as possible, or um, when they were really little i would literally put myself in a timeout <laughs> i would mm-hmm. if 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 it was safe i would actually leave the room where i was starting to become reactive and and try to get centered and um and not be quite so um uh, caught up in the drama as it were um and so yes i think and especially with teenagers i've seen you know their with my uh teenage kids their use of themselves really seems to go south at that age you know the, um the the younger the child is the the better it is to, for the parent to watch the child. So between the age of birth and, say, five years old, four or five years old, they have really wonderful use. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was actually training as a teacher while I had a two-year-old at home. So it was it was great. I could actually see uh, what it was I was trying to regain in myself. But as, as they age and as they hit adolescence, I start to see – uh, both in my own kids and their friends that they they get real slouchy and they have this sort of seemingly you know disregard for any kind of good use of their bodies and they're real pulled in and and um I think that it's just because they're going through such rapid change and they're so kind of having to get used to their changing bodies. It's a little bit like what we were saying about pregnancy uh that you know just when you kind of get used to one thing then another thing's happening and Um, and I think that it, what I've found with my, um, slouchy teenagers is exactly what you described that if I have great use, if I really try to pay attention to myself and use what I see them doing as a motivation to remember, ah, just return to your own natural good balance. And I model that for them. They sometimes pick up on it. If I try to say, Hey, you know, don't sit like that. You're going to, you know, it might not hurt now, but in 10 years, you're going to regret it. You know, that never works. <laughs> they're
0: never going to listen to that <laughs> right. ten, 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah, that's What's like that a all billion about? years ago, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah well, so, I mean, it is speaking... generally true. I mean, just speaking very generally that um, children um, often mimic uh, whatever uh, patterns of posture and movement their their parents have, they're the usually the, the the people that they're around the most. And um, even though, yes, I'm sure, you know, they might get into that slouchy mode as teenagers, it's I think it's probably true that they're getting into it in a less dramatic way than they might if they were around a parent who him or herself was also displaying misuse patterns. Mm-hmm. I mean that's it's not something we there really haven't been any any studies on that, but to me, it just seems logical that the better the use of the parents, the less likely the children are to get into extreme versions of that teenage pattern that you're you're talking about.
1: I hope that's the okay. <laughs> case <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a little bit like how my use improves dramatically when I go to a workshop with other Alexander teachers. Exactly,
0: exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, Amy, is there anything we haven't touched on that you'd like to add before we, we come to a close?
1: Well, we've kind of run the gamut, and it's sort of hard to, um, in a short amount of time, talk about the the many uses of parenting. I I would just really encourage folks to think about um early intervention with themselves, Um, if you're thinking about getting pregnant, take Alexander lessons. If you are pregnant, investigate taking some lessons. You know, if you've got little ones at home, this would be an ideal time to take Alexander lessons. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's never too late. So, um, but I think that there's just, uh, I'm struck again by what I kind of started with is that Parenting in the early years is really physically demanding, and um, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, it, it's rightly described as one of the hardest jobs in the universe. Um, and so, you know, getting, so, getting to know yourself and being able to use yourself efficiently and with ease uh, will go a long way to, you know, making the job easier. And also, as we're saying, you know, uh, really sets a great model for your child. So.
0: Well, maybe that's a good place to, <laughs> to bring our conversation uh, to an end. Um, my guest today has been Amy Ward-Brimmer, an Alexander Technique teacher in Newtown and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And if anything that we've been talking about intrigues you, we'll put a link to her website by the interview. And if you live in the Philadelphia area, uh, you can contact her. We'll put a link also to a website that will give you a lot more information about the Alexander Technique in general and will enable you to find a teacher anywhere in the world. Amy, thanks so much for this.
1: Thanks for having me. It was great talking to you, Robert.